0: Thank you for tuning in to Pulp Fliction.
1: I'm your host, Grant Grubbs. And Evan Dearborn. Mm -hmm. This is a tasty burger.
0: Welcome, everyone, to episode number 24
1: of Pulp Fiction. and this week, we'll be talking about our most overrated movies. Yeah, we are basically asking to just have people, a mob of people with, uh, uh, what, what are they called, pitchforks yeah, and torches mobbing down our door here. Yeah, we're going
0: to try to recreate uh, Frankenstein at the the very end. I think that's the same movie. Yeah, Frankenstein. Never mind, it's the book. Whenever the mob hates that they, yes. uh, this Dr. Frankenstein has created. And so, yeah, this week, we're just basically just going to be talking about movies that some of you guys really like, and we're just sitting
1: over here, and we're like, all right, what what in the world? Yeah, Come on I mean, now, guys. I just wasted two and a half hours of my life. I'll never get back on some of these movies. Yeah, and some of these, you know, we'll
0: it's more so like the public opinion really loves it for, like, no apparent reason, and some of them are just straight-up bad movies that people just enjoy watching. Yeah, so.
1: and some of them on the flip side are also, like, critically acclaimed and I just simply don't agree. Yeah. Um, so there'll be definitely be a mix and we'll I'm sure uh take it case by case and preface each one. Uh but before we get into any of that, we're gonna do the same thing we do every week. You guys know the drill. We're gonna discuss what we watched this past week, uh our thoughts about it, and just uh generally whether or not we'd recommend it to you guys. So Evan, why don't you start us off? What'd you watch?
0: So I started off the week watching a Martin Scorsese film called The Color of Money. It's got Paul Newman and Tom Cruise. And I'll tell you what, it was a very fun watch. It was a lot of fun being able to to see Paul Newman. I've heard lots about him. This is the first film I've ever seen him actually act in. And from what I've heard is that this was pretty much Paul Newman's uh, movie to to begin with. He was the one that uh, asked Scorsese to be on the job. He was the one that did all the casting. He casted Cruise for it. And it was a, a fun movie. It was uh, about nine, nine ball, which is just uh, a pool. Mm-hmm. And I've, it was a pretty fun concept. It was just a lot, a lot of fun being able to see this, uh, the master and the apprentice and then kind of a comeback story. I think that this is a movie that a lot of people in like their forties and fifties would really enjoy. It really
1: resonate <laughs> with uh, Paul Newman's character. Okay. I was just, at first I thought you were just saying this is a movie for boomers. I mean, it can be. <laughs> like, if you're going through a midlife crisis,
0: watch this movie and you'll feel absolutely you're pumped cured. up. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, also along with Paul Newman, there's a young Tom Cruise in there, right? How was his performance?
0: Uh, you know, it it was young Tom Cruise. It's what he does. He overacts, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, being able to see him, uh, he kind of just plays like this arrogant kid that finds out that he's really good at pool, and
1: he just every- he just comes upon this discovery.
0: Yeah, he's just like, well, he doesn't know how truly great he is until Paul Newman is like, just okay. just pouring into him, like, oh, dude, we can make uh, like hundreds of thousands playing this hey, game, just oh. hustling. So it's it's so much fun being able to see him. There's this one specific scene whenever it has a song "Werewolves of London" playing, and you just have uh, Tom Cruise. He's just running the table. Oh, he's baby. playing against like this guy named Ozell at uh, at Chucky's bar, his pool hall. Mm-hmm. And he's just beating everybody, just collecting money, and he's basically like—it looks like a music video the way that it's that it's shot. He's just dancing around, maneuvering the pool stick like it's a lightsaber. Just, I mean, like I'm that.
1: just imagining
0: this in my head, dude. It's—it's it's Tom Cruise just. This having, is classic Scorsese as well. It is just so many quick cuts, uh, perfect music choice. It is—it is so much fun. It, this is whenever I feel like Scorsese finally found his new style of directing. How it's a lot quicker. In Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, you have more so, like, just shots that kind of, uh, like, elicit the drama that mm-hmm. goes on. It's, like, just sluggish. But it's a slu- sluggish that makes the audience kind of, like,
1: put themselves in the exact same shoes that Scorsese's trying to, yeah. to elicit there. I, th- I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was made pretty Is right it, before, like, Goodfellas. Yeah, this was 86. And when was Goodfellas? Was it was 90. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this was a great trial run for that snap action uh, directing style, for sure. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure this was a film that that they're like, all right, Scorsese can make any move movie that he wants to yeah. after this. Which I mean, come on, they shouldn't known that from the start. And then another movie I watched this week was uh, The Fighter, Christian Bale. Oh, Mark I didn't even Wahlberg. know you
1: watched that. Did you not put it on
0: your letterbox? Uh, I haven't reviewed it yet. Okay, but it was uh, four stars for me. It was a very enjoyable watch. Dude, I really like that movie. It, it's just a lot of fun seeing Christian Bale. He's like, quacka.
1: And he's just going, <laughs> he's going back and forth. He said, I knocked down Sugar Ray. I knocked down." Him in the jail whenever his brother's fine. <laughs> he's like, eh, eh. <laughs> Gosh.
0: It, it, it's the story of uh, Dick Eklund and his brother Mickey Ward. And uh, mm-hmm. Dick Eklund is – it's actually pretty cool the way that they go about it. Uh, well, actually, never mind. I don't really want to talk about it too much. Okay. But it was super fun. And also – Remember last week in Prisoners, we were talking about uh, Holly Jones, the Karen character? Yes, yes. yes. Melissa uh, Leo. She was the mom in yeah, The Yeah, that's fighter. right. I literally disconnected those dots. And she literally won a Best Supporting Actress role for this. What? Okay. See, and I we, don't want to be rude. We said that she was like a like
1: nobody. <laughs> so we kind of messed up. <laughs> we'll scratch that from their tape. But uh, I I don't want to be rude but uh she does not deserve it compared to uh Amy Adams in this film. Correct. Amy Adams that's one of my favorite um actress performances of all time is Amy Adams in The Fighter. Yeah, she is so much it's like this like you think of Amy
0: Adams she plays like sophisticated characters and she's usually like the lead. She has a pretty minor role in this like she's mm-hmm. just the the girlfriend. Yeah. But every scene that she's
1: in like like the way that she acts is yeah. just, it's just captivating and she like She's like the perfect balance that Mickey and is it Dick? Or, yeah, yeah, Mickey and Dickie. Yeah, Mickey and Dickie. <laughs> what a team uh, that they need. Uh, she, she and she plays that balance so well. Yeah, I love Amy Adams in it. Uh, it's like
0: it, you see you have like Amy Adams in this, and then Amy Adams in Arrival, and it's incredible the depth that she has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's all that I watched this week. Two pretty good movies. Grant,
1: what did you watch? Well, first of all, Evan. I think you're forgetting something, but I think you may be skipping that intentionally. I, I am yes. <laughs> we're saving that for episode twenty-five.
0: Yeah, we're saving it for episode twenty-five.
1: All right, uh, then tune in next week, guys. Yeah. Uh, as far as what I watched, I watched uh four or so movies. Um, we're recording this on Thursday, so it's actually been a week and a day. But on the day we recorded our last podcast, I watched Sicario. Uh. By Denis Villeneuve, which I literally said I was going to watch, and I went home and did it. Yeah, uh, and thank God that I did. It's that movie's freaking amazing. I really? love that movie, dude. It's by one of my favorite writers right now, Taylor Sheridan. Uh, directed by one of my favorite directors, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, Emily Blunt is amazing. Um, Benicio del Toro is definitely, I think, the like standout star. Though every single scene he's in is just amazing. Wow um highly highly recommend yeah benicio del toro is the guy from the usual suspects yes that i absolutely love yeah he's just like electric
0: he's so like in a lot of the the roles they had like in usual suspects he doesn't Mm -hmm. have a lot of screen time but you know who benicio del toro is at the end of the movie it's it's
1: awesome i uh he is intimidating in sicario really it's awesome uh Next, I watched um, Midnight in Paris, a Woody Allen movie, which Woody Allen is a interesting fella. Yeah, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, that's another way to put it. <laughs> uh, but I really like the movie um, starring Owen Wilson, who I just think is always a charming, kind of easy-to-like t- wow. actor. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar to Jason Bateman, where I just kind of like them. They're likable guys. Um, also, the film just had a lot going for it. That's kind of up my alley, writing, history, uh, Etc. So I, I really dug it. Um, thought it was just a cute, fun movie uh, that really anyone could enjoy. Uh, the next two movies were really oldies that I watched. So I'll move them through them pretty quickly, but one was a pretty famous. I mean, it's not super well known unless you're kind of like a film buff type person. But it's called Hair Carry. Uh, it's a 1962 Japanese movie. It's a samurai movie, which are always cool. Uh, But you really got not just a samurai movie, but like this really heart-touching family drama, and it's all about honor and uh, kind of that idea. So another really good one. And for 1962, amazing uh, quality holds up as if it was made last year in black and white. And then the final movie I watched was even older, 1957, one of Kubrick's first movies. Uh, Me and Evan have some... Interesting opinions about Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that'll come up today or not. Perhaps we'll see. But uh, Paths of Glory, I definitely liked more than his typical film. I think he was not, it was like the perfect balance. I think the further he got in his career, it was almost pretentious how much, how deep he was trying to be. Mm -hmm. While in this one, it was just the right amount. Where on the surface, it seems like a pretty simple story. Uh, but there's actually really deep religious tones and all sorts of things that you can dive deeper into. Um, I expected it to be a war action movie, and instead, I got like a court drama, which was really cool. Um, with also some really amazing action scenes. So, really great uh, week of movies for me. Um, but yeah, sorry that that was a pretty long intro, guys. But uh, you know, we just love talking about our movies. That's right. Yeah we had a we had a pretty
0: good. Pretty good week of uh, just watching some good films. I didn't watch any absolute stinkers. Uh, <laughs> it's I, unusual. I, yeah, I've been I've been on that that uh, that trend the past like couple months for some reason. But yeah, it was a it was a good uh, good week of film for us. Yeah, and we just want to share that with you guys.
1: Yeah. Um, well, without further ado, uh, we're gonna stop talking about what we consider good films, mm-hmm. or even if they're good, they're still deeply overrated. So uh, we're gonna get into that. Try and piss off some of our audience. (laughs) uh, Alienate you guys. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to dive into the main segment here. We'll see you guys over there. Yeah, see you there. All right, thank you guys for uh, joining us here in the main segment. Uh, as we mentioned before, we're going to be doing our most overrated movies. Now, each of us have come up with five. Um, we're not going to necessarily do them in any specific order. Um, they're they're all overrated, but in very separate ways, I'd say. Yeah, it's, it's hard to rank
0: which one's the most overrated because that's just based, like, You guys can judge for yourself which one you think is, like, the most overrated one. And then when you're like, all right, guys, you guys are just, like, fishing here. (laughs) Which, there's none of that. We mean this from the bottom of our hearts. That's right. These are are films that we strongly believe are straight up not that good.
1: (laughs) So, um, (laughs) yeah. Well, for once, I'm going to be quite happy here that Evan's going to go first. Yeah. He's going to start us off. So, Evan... What is your first movie that you say is overrated? And explain why. See, this is a film that I think a lot of people
0: would kind of agree with me that it's overrated. But in terms of the, what, what it did to pop culture whenever it first came out, was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen before in my life. And this is the 2009 film from James Cameron, Avatar. <sighs> Yeah, it, it it came close to making my list. Yeah, it on IMDb it's a seven point eight out of ten, which is is pretty daggum good. Seven point eight is like almost to where it's probably top two hundred films on on yeah. IMDb right there. I believe. And it's for the runtime of it being two hours forty two minutes, and for the honestly lackluster visual effects from two thousand nine, is just criminal in my opinion and for how much hype that it had james cameron hyped us up to be one of the greatest uh movies to ever be seen it was the highest grossing film just yeah. based off of marketing which
1: i'm still convinced that the, the 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 i i think james cameron was pulling some sort of embezzlement pyramid scheme i mean there was some box office stuffing going on for no. sure i mean stop the count yeah. i mean this was <laughs> it was unbelievable Wait, who who saw this movie to generate a billion dollars? Because I listen, a ton of people did see it, but the most gross, like highest grossing movie of all time, no shot.
0: Yeah, I feel like Titanic was was way more than than uh, Avatar. Titanic's another movie that people don't necessarily like all that much, but I feel like like in terms of the wallows in theaters, I heard more people talking about going to see Titanic than any other movie. And Avatar, when I was like nine (coughs) years old, no, I was eight years old at this point, I didn't hear of anybody that was like, I need to go see Avatar the very first day it comes
1: out. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's not you know, um, based off a source material. Mm -hmm. So, there's no way that Avatar already just had fans lining up in the streets dying to see this thing. Uh, It had to purely be marketing, purely be Word of mouth, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's just so odd. I don't understand how it got the, um, uh, like, you know, uh, the box office that it did. Well, it was just for,
0: if you remember to 2009, it was just shoved down our throats for literally, <laughs> like, an entire year beforehand, where, like, you couldn't even go, like, every single Happy Meal from uh, McDonald's and Wendy's, what, every single cup had Avatar all over it, and it was just absolute insanity, but this movie... It is one that, you know, I can only watch one time. Like I have no desire to ever go back and, and rewatch wow. this film.
1: Evan just took a dookie on Avatar.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Am I going to see Avatar too? I probably will, just because I'm I'm praying on its downfall.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm praying on its downfall. I hope. I mean, first of all, when you go back and look at Avatar's animation now, I mean, just absolute booty cheeks.
0: Yeah, it's it's literally it should be criminal. And now, Attack of the Clones had better uh cgi i think
1: i think i'm well first of all that's just rude yeah second of all i think i'm biased i mean because more particularly avatar 2 has been what now 13 years in the making yeah I think James Cameron got a little high on his horse there after the first one, and thinks he was like in touch with the human consciousness or something, and <laughs> like created the greatest thing since the New Testament. I, I don't, I don't know what was going on there because he's been working on this thing forever, and I'm just like, dude, you're not that special guy.
0: Yeah, he he definitely needs to read a little bit, like James four six. You know, yeah. just humble himself. Oh. oh. Evans. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Shut off do that, that Bible knowledge. Yeah, well, this is a little inside joke, and maybe Robbie, if he ever listens to it, he'll he'll appreciate that joke a lot. Yeah. But James Cameron, I mean, come on, buddy. You need to relax a little bit. Go make a uh go make like Grown Ups 3 or something like that. And see what you can do with that. But yeah, uh, you got anything else to say about Avatar?
1: I have nothing else to say. I like the movie. I really do. Um I think I have it rated as a four star, but it should not be the highest grossing film of all time. Uh I mean overrated is all relative and at the end of the day this thing is overrated. Yeah it was also nominated for pretty much every single oscar that there was. So we've we've already said what that what that's worth. I mean Exactly. Go listen to our oscars draft and you'll figure out how we felt about that right. joke. All right. Well, let
0: me hear your first overrated movie that you you, that you wish to discuss. <sighs>
1: I'm trying to figure out what I want to do first here. Do I just come out hot and get crucified right away? Or do I, I say start you, off slow? I say you do it. All right. I got a couple hot ones on here, but I'll say this, which probably has the biggest amount of fans. And this is another one I want to mention. It's, I'm, I'm actually scared. Yeah, I'm scared for you. It's all relative mm-hmm. when I say overrated. Um, I think this is a very, a good movie. I think this is a very good movie. But I don't think it's the best of its franchise and stuff like that. And that is Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. Uh, whenever this movie came out, people were saying this was the greatest Marvel movie of all time, much less the easily the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, but you're just wrong. Uh, the it, It's awesome, but there's a lot... I don't want to say a lot, but there's some things that lack in this movie. Uh, I, I think they could have handled the villains a little bit better. Um, they bring, like, all six of them back. The lizard doesn't even, like, have a line. Like, I, it, it, was just, it was just pointless to bring every single one of them back when you're not even going to utilize, like, half of them. Um, some of their motivations made no sense. Um I don't know. I, it, it really, really, the majority of my issues fell with the villains. The third act was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but that kind of lead up to it, I'm, I'm just not so sure. There was, And there was some plot holes, obviously, that's going to happen with Doctor Strange. I mean, the man's a wizard that controls time and space. <laughs> but uh, just unrealistic, quite frankly. Yes, <laughs> it's extremely unrealistic, and that's I can't respect that at all. Um, I still think it's a really awesome, awesome movie, but I think that... Spider-Man 1 and 2, and Tobey Maguire is better. Yeah, I mean, I I completely
0: agree. This is a movie that... It it was four stars. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think that I didn't let the Marvel hype get to me because I went whenever it was like a
1: month after... I didn't even know you saw this movie, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I went like a a month after (laughs) it came out, and there was probably like 10 other people in the theater. I'm surprised it still wasn't jam-packed. Yeah, honestly, though. But it was... uh, You know, the... Number one thing that I think that No Way Home tried to do is that it tried to make it, like, humongous. And there was, like, that's I think that's Marvel's biggest downfall is that they didn't build up a single villain as much as they should have. Like, if you wanted to go with the the Green Goblin, and which I think that they wanted to do, especially in the third act, how mm-hmm. he was, like, the mastermind behind all of it. Mm-hmm. But then you can't have, like, uh, Doc Ock, like, just switch switch sides during the middle of the fight. Yeah. Like it, it was it was the strangest thing. I wish that they would have had or, you know, for goodness sakes, just make like two parts or something like that. Or just turn it into a TV show oh, if, if you want to make it like that. Don't
1: don't give Marvel any more ideas, Evan. We last thing we need is freaking WandaVision two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I think that uh, a lot of Marvel movies you can put
0: on this overrated list. But that's just speaking specifically to like Marvel fans. I think that most people, at least, gosh, I sure hope so. For the sake of humanity, they they put Marvel where it needs to be. But (laughs) every now and then, you talk to a couple people and they're like they're ranking off like their favorite movies and they're like Ant Man and the Wasp number (laughs) ten, Captain America Civil War, Thor, uh, Ragnarok. And
1: it, it's just it's just all Marvel. The IMDb top, top two fifty is just the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Yeah, they put the What If series as the greatest television <laughs> series as, as there
1: ever was. Yeah, it uh, it, it was a great movie, but it wasn't perfect, and it surely wasn't the uh, best Spider Man movie of all time. Correct. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> all right, Ev, what's your next most overrated film? So this is a film that I believe is. I'm not
0: sure if a lot of people have seen this. And, Grant, you might be upset at me for this. Oh, God. I fear. Are you, I don't think you're going to like my list in general. <laughs> you might not like my.
1: I actually think you will like mine, but go ahead.
0: This is a movie that's brought from our guy, Martin
1: Scorsese. Hold the phone. Maybe we should skip this. Evan, I don't do this. I'm not even sure if you've seen this movie, though. All right, go ahead and say it. It's
0: Casino. Okay, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Casino? No. This is... It was made in 1995. It's got Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Sharon Stone. It's also got uh, got Don Don Rickles in it, and James Wood. And it's just it's a movie that I think Scorsese was trying to figure out what to do after he made Goodfellas. And instead, he just made a movie that was a worse version of of Goodfellas. And Casino is all about. Uh, this Lefty Rosenthal is the character that is played by, uh, he's played by Robert De Niro. He plays Sam Rothstein is his char- is his character's name, mm-hmm. but he's based off of Lefty Rosenthal. He was a casino owner in, uh, before Vegas was like hu- humongous. Yeah, And then he had like this, this mob that was led by Nicky Santoro, which he brought the mob to Vegas. And it's basically just how they would act in one another. But, there's so much just random scenes just put it inside there. And for it being a two-hour and 58-minute movie, it just did not need all the unnecessary scenes. This relationship that De Niro has with Sharon Stone doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> at, at times. And frankly, I just think that Scorsese just wanted to make another gangster movie where Joe Pesci just beat up people and, now, and said now, the F word a lot.
1: Now listen, Evan. All right, I'll let you... Talk bad about the movie, okay? But the moment you bring Marty into it, it becomes personal. <laughs> I'm sure he had nothing but good intentions. This was going to be his next masterpiece. Listen, buddy. No nah. this
0: oh, this is oh. this is a film that I think if if you watch it, you would understand. I have it rated as a as a low four star for me, so it'd probably be like in seventy seventy seven out of a hundred. And, you know, that that's okay. It's just it's not what – every time that you watch a Scorsese movie, it's not going to be 100 out of 100 like I think movies like The Departed is, like Taxi Driver is.
1: I can't say much until I watch it. However, there will be no Martin Scorsese slander on this podcast. I won't stand for it.
0: All right. Uh, that's all right. I, I,
1: I'm interested to see what you got next. Well, next I'll be coming at a guy you're a fan of. I mean, I'm a fan of too. Quentin Tarantino. And more specifically, I'm going to be coming after the namesake of this podcast. My next overrated movie is Pulp Fiction. Now, let me explain.
0: Yes. You understand this is like you're just basically <laughs> taking taking
1: a crap on our name. I'm deconstructing our podcast. You,
0: you basically, are, we're going to have to figure out, we're going to have to change our name to like Good Film Hunting after this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the OG. <laughs> the OG name. Um, yeah. So here's my thing pretty much any list you look at online pulp fiction is the uh number one like number one ranked Tarantino film uh pretty much any film bro guy's house you go to they have a picture of Uma Thurman smoking a cigarette hanging up in their house and you're just yep. like dear god what the m- basic <laughs> um i think pulp fiction was revolutionary in its narrative style um, and I, I think it was obviously a pop culture icon, uh, had tons of like things that ha- are still referenced to. However, I don't even think it's a top three Tarantino movie. I mean, so thus it's overrated. I think Django's better. I think Inglorious Bastards, Bastards is better. I think Reservoir Dogs is better and perhaps even Kill Bill, um, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I haven't seen Death Proof. But other than that, I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, Pulp Fiction is definitely entertaining. But from a film perspective, there's a scene that goes way too long with Bruce Willis and his like girlfriend or fiance or whatever it is. Um, I don't know. There are great scenes, but I just can't say it's a better cohesive piece than some of these other films that I mentioned.
0: Yeah, I have, I have yet to see it. I know that a couple... Podcast ago, I said I was going to watch it, but I straight up lied to you guys. <laughs> uh, it's it's one that I I trust is is very good, but the fact that it's like the sixth highest rated movie on IMDb, top two fifty, yeah, of yeah of, of the top two fifty is just I mean I find it very hard to believe that it's better than like Inglorious Bastards or or Django.
1: Well, we know how you feel about Inglorious Bastards. Yeah,
0: I, I love that, that <laughs> movie so much, but. Uh yeah, I I feel like it's hard for me to actually say something about it until I've seen it. But from what I hear, it was revolutionary. It's something different than anyone's ever seen before. And for that, I think it's hard to rank that because it changed the genre so much of just like a like what you could do with a crime movie.
1: Yes. I I, I Pulp Fiction may have had a greater impact on film. Right. Than any of Tarantino's other movies. However, I just don't think it's a better film. Um, and all these people who have freaking Pulp Fiction, or I always say Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction, you better get a Pulp Fiction poster. That's right. But uh, <laughs> coming out soon, check out our merch. <laughs> uh, but any, all these people who have freaking Pulp Fiction posters hanging on the walls, uh, show some respect. Get get yourself an Inglorious Bastard poster. Get yourself a Django poster. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that one. Yeah,
0: that's... Completely all right, all right. I, Ev, I, I agree with it.
1: What is your uh, third overrated film for the two or three listeners we still have on here?
0: Yeah. So for the people that we haven't angered yet, I'm assuming that you're probably a like a, a film bro, <laughs> and I'm coming right at you right now. This is a movie starring Christian Bale. American Psycho. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. This is a a film that has yet to be interpreted. I don't think it's supposed to be interpreted, but it is besides like the meme potential of it and how many memes have, have been generated from it. I, (laughs) there are some good memes. They are some great, great memes. (laughs) Uh, but it's just, for me, it was a hard watch. I think that the, like it wasn't the gore or anything that, that got to me. It was just the fact that I literally had no idea what was happening. And I'm okay with a little bit of ambiguity. Like I, I appreciate like what, uh, like Christopher Nolan does for the most part. I, I really like his films. But whenever you go to this level, whenever you have no idea what what's even happening, or if this is an unreliable is like, narrator. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a complete. I I just I just can't appreciate that. So, American Psycho. I think I have it as uh, three or three and a half stars on my letterbox.
1: All right. Well, Evan, um, for the first time on this podcast, I'm I'm gonna have to disagree with you. Okay. Uh, I I think American Psycho is a really good film, and frankly, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, you're probably speaking critically, overrated, and also like because all these film bros are obsessed with this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why. I while well, they may be a little bit too obsessed with this movie for interesting reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I definitely do not think, critically speaking, it's overrated, and it's certainly not overrated by the public. It's underrated, and I would say most people don't even know what the heck American Psycho is. Um, I think it's a really good movie, a really uh, funny, like, dark comedy and kind of commentary on, like, Wall Street-type businessmen. Okay. Um, I, I think a lot of this... Uh, uh, films like that you kind of have to come into them and interpret them with the right mindset um, where it's not like this drama or anything serious it's almost more of a dark comedy um, it's it, it, how can I, It's almost like everything Adam McKay was trying to do with Don't Look Up while he, he's trying to make a commentary while it's funny and some people get it some people don't um, but I think American Psycho is just a much better version of that Okay, so you're you're telling me to look at it as uh, like a dark comedy, a dark comedy that has themes that lead to a message in the end. And I think Christian Bale plays uh what's the name? Something Patrick ba- Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Yeah, uh, I know it's Bateman, but uh yeah, I mean he plays him to freaking perfection. <laughs> it's I, terrifying, yeah, frankly. His his uh ability to to continuously like
0: keep that like sarcastic smile on his face at all times, yeah. and then to say things like.
1: Just cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> it was just, it's just hilarious. He's talking about his some seventies bubblegum band while he's putting on a plastic suit and picking like, up a freaking axe. You like Huey, Huey Lewis in the News? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I I like the movie a lot. Um, so I will disagree with you on that one. Okay, yeah,
0: I uh, I think I'd have to definitely uh, like rewatch it. But this is just such a it was a, such a tough watch to begin with mm-hmm. that I was like, all right. I understand that that Christian Bale, like you, can see the origins of like how he can play uh, Bruce Wayne in the Batman. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, not yeah. the Batman, but in Batman, you can see how how he getting translates some
1: push that. up workout scenes. I mean, come on,
0: yeah, it it, it is uh, just a movie that I didn't particularly enjoy, but now as you've put it that way, I might just have to change my mind, Grant, because I, I respect your opinion.
1: Thank you. I, I try. Um, as far as my next one. I think you will agree with this. Uh this is it's a classic. It's, some would say it's a cult classic, but I would I would just generalize it as a classic. Uh it's it's Blade Runner, the original by Ridley Scott. Um now while this film has some of the best world building in it I've ever seen um and really great like uh themes that make you kind of have these deep questions. As far as a movie goes, it definitely drags a lot, and I don't think it's that great. Um, Just, I think Harrison Ford's good, and he's not anything super special because they didn't give his character much to work with. Yeah, Um, I don't think Deckard is extremely fascinating as a character. Um, I I really don't care about his romance with, um, I forget her name, but she's like a um, replicant. Yeah. Um, Yeah. and, frankly, the whole side story of these other replicants who are just, like, killing the high-up guy, I, I i don't care. Um, I think Ridley Scott failed to engage us with these characters and make us care for them. Um, now, was this his point because they're replicants and he wants us to, like, that's how the humans fell and they didn't care about them? Maybe. I think I might be giving him too much credit. But, uh, yeah, I think this has great scenes again. Uh, specifically the ending monologue of Tears and Rain and all that. Um, and obviously, like I mentioned, just the setting is fantastic and completely draws you in. But as far as a film, I gave it, I think, three and a half stars. I, I don't think it's anything um crazy. <clears throat> yeah, I... Uh... This is hard to admit, but, you
0: know, actually, no, it's not hard to admit. Yeah, you put it out there, Ev. I've tried to watch this movie three times, and I fell asleep (laughs) three times within the first hour. Yeah. The the beginning, the opening scene, I must say, is, like, extremely interesting. It draws my
1: interest. However, is it, is is the opening scene, like, they're doing the test on the guy? Yeah, they're doing the,
0: the test on the guy, and then, like... You know, like throws them through a wall or some crap. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, what in the world is this replicant? Yes. And then it it tries tries to fill you in on like what replicants are through this uh, like an exposition character, and then it shows you who this Deckard guy is. And basically, the entire like first twenty minutes is like half of it is just showing how cool really Scott was able to to create this world in the in yeah. 1980s. And so I then, have no clue how he did that. <laughs> yeah, that that was actually just incredible, but. Yeah. It's like, I think it also didn't help that it was like so dark, yeah, and like that it made me like sleepy.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, the rain, yeah it's always raining. It's dark. It has kind of this weird techno score. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can imagine it putting you to sleep.
0: And when you're doing that, and then you have the this this following of Deckard, where I feel like you just see him like doing his like daily chores, like he's in the kitchen for like five minutes. It seems like yeah. like it's, it's so hard to to lose interest uh granted i haven't seen like the the ending of this movie i haven't seen it all the way through mm-hmm. but if i have zero desire to watch it i think that that means that it's overrated it's supposed to be one of the the greatest film like yeah f- sci-fi films
1: and of this era yeah um and its sequel which rarely happens completely outdoes it blade yeah. runner 2049 is far superior it hits all the points that. Blade Runner didn't. It makes you care about the main character played by Ryan Gosling. It has a much more interesting actual narrative for him other than him just being a cop hunting down these people. Mm-hmm. Um, even, I like, Ev, I would 100% say even if you don't like Blade Runner, you get the idea with the replicants, mm-hmm. go watch Blade Runner 2049. And it's Denis Villeneuve, I mean, come okay. on.
0: It's got two friends in the podcast, Denis and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I, you got to support them. <laughs> so I, I, have, I have to go, go and check that out.
1: All right. Uh, what is your
0: fourth overrated film? So this is a movie that I think.
1: Uh, I don't, I honestly, I don't even know what to think. It's Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I uh, you know go go ahead and I'll give my two cents.
0: Yeah, it's just. I mean, I just don't find this funny. Yeah,
1: it's valid. It, it's uh yeah it's no, no critic is like well I don't know what the critics say I would actually guess that this movie is probably like a 60% or on Tomatoes you want to check that out for me but yeah. um it, it's just stupid I mean, it's in the title it's dumb and then it gets dumber um the it's not up my alley either um I I don't know if they thought they were doing something clever by this humor but in my opinion it's just not
0: yeah it's it's just an I mean I don't mean to sound like just uh like an old geezer but it's just annoying
1: yeah, it, and so many people love this movie.
0: Yeah, that's and that's the thing is like you talk about uh, like there's people that are like 30 years old and they're talking about the greatest comedies of all time. They're they like they mentioned Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> and, and I'm like, I mean, I just couldn't stand watching this this film. There is one pretty funny part. I'm not gonna lie. Whenever he's in the bathroom and there's like like a chocolate bar and it the laxatives. Like, yeah, it looks like he like pooped everywhere. Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> but that was just that was whenever I was younger. Now that I've gotten older, I can't stand watching that. It, Evan, it,
1: Evan was just absolutely knee slapping during that part.
0: Yeah, it was like Alvin and Alvin and the Chipmunks, whenever uh they he's trapped Dave's trapped Alvin in the uh in that bowl, and he lifts it up a little bit and Alvin comes out and farts. Like, those were probably the two funniest scenes that I've ever seen. That bathroom scene, dumb and dumber, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Alvin farting. Then, <laughs> now that I've
1: Prime comedy, bro. Now
0: Now that I've aged a little bit. I look at those and I just I straight face it. I hasbula uh, Jaren Centers face it. <laughs>
1: Shout out Jaren Centers. Guess <laughs> guess Next week or two, two weeks, weeks from now. now. Yep. Two weeks from now, May the fourth. Tune mm-hmm. in, guys. Um. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I actually have a similar movie uh, coming up on my list that kind of I think uh, emanates the same response.
0: Yeah, I, I'm alright with moving on because Dumb and Dumber is it's not much to talk yeah, about. It's
1: not even it's not even worth our time. Not even worth it. There's some guy out there just punching air right now with a Dumb and Dumber shrine (laughs) in his room. He's got Jim Carrey and and Jeff Daniels. (laughs) Which I will say, it sucked, because they're both amazing actors. Yeah. Dramatic actors, too. Uh, Yeah, it's just unfortunate.
0: Very, very unfortunate.
1: (laughs) All right, my fourth one uh, was another 2022 movie beloved uh, by critics, specifically. It's power of the dog. Mm. Um I'm sorry. I I just thought it wasn't that good. It's cinematography is amazing and is it Jane Jane Campion? Campion? Yeah. Campion. Uh she she's great. Um her direction is always great in the way she's kind of reimagined the Western. Um but as far as the themes and stuff of a Western, when I go into Western I want to get what I want. Right. I want some guys shooting bullets, chewing tobacco. I mean, this this is just I'm not a fan. Um and frankly, if you are going to go for a character building thing, make me care about these characters. I don't care about this weird kid and freaking Benedict Cumberbatch as a <laughs> banjo-playing cowboy. Um it's just odd. I and you know, it's not the themes or anything I love other movies that deal with that sort of thing like moonlight and stuff but I just thought it wasn't done well it was such a slow burn and it the payoff completely wasn't worth it in my opinion yeah
0: I think that it's it's ridiculous that it had so much like Oscar hype granted it's it's the Oscar movie it's yeah. got uh, like pretty like relevant social uh, themes and it's in a genre that doesn't address that very often. So that's an Oscar movie right there, mm-hmm. but like from what I've heard from people, like there's some people that absolutely love this movie. They love uh well it's like Benedict Cumberbatch, Jesse Plemons, Kristen Dunst. Yeah, Cr- which I can't stand
1: her, but Cri- that's a Duns. different thing.
0: Yeah, and it's just got like three actors that are they've worked really hard in Hollywood, and people enjoy watching their movies. And I think that it's just one that there's no payoff. That's like pretty much the consensus from people that think that it is an overrated film. Yeah. It's, uh, you won't be talking
1: about power of the dog 10 years from now. I agree. I, I think it will be, that's a great way to put it. I've said it myself. Uh, it'll be swept away, uh, by true Westerns. Not that they really get made that much anymore, but I can tell you this, that is not the direction that the Western genre is heading.
0: Yeah. I think Taylor Sheridan is going to come out with a movie here soon. That's just going to be like just light years. Real West. Mm. Hill or high water too, bub. There's
1: <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a little bit of wind and river. I tell you that much. <laughs> All right, uh, Ev, what is your final overrated movie?
0: You see now this is where I get scared.
1: <laughs> oh
0: God, Evan,
1: Grant, Evan, it's okay. <laughs> don't don't do this.
0: Grant, it's it's I'm gonna talk about Scorsese again. Evan. Evan. and it's a movie from 2013 the wolf of wall street now before you say anything grant or before you get up and leave and you quit this podcast before we even get to our top 25 <laughs> and yep there he is he's he's gone he he's he's exited and here we go it's just all here now yeah wolf of wall street guys It's a movie that took me like four watches to get through. And that's not just because it's a literal three hour long movie, but it's just, it's not a very easy watch for me whenever it comes to, and that's just personal preference probably. But it's just way too over the top. I think Scorsese just wanted to make it the quickest, most anxiety ridden, most drug filled movie that there possibly could ever been. And if I'm just going to throw this out there. Leo, great actor. Probably a little too over the top, in my opinion. Grant, do you care to...
1: I'm not sure if this is really worth my breath, to be honest. Um, for such a big Scorsese guy, you really hate him, huh?
0: Well, listen, I think that like movies like The Color of Money is a lot better. Raging Bull is a lot better. Taxi Driver. I think even... Like well, you even, just named two of the even, top movies of all time. Even Casino's better.
1: The Wolf De- of Wall Street, The Departed's better. Wolf of Wall Street is very different. Um it is like you said, a, it's definitely with his new style where it's very fast moving and I would say the fastest he ever made. Mm-hmm. And probably ever will make. I mean, I think he either fall yeah, I think he followed this up with freaking the movie Silence. Yeah. Uh which is just the complete opposite, <laughs> a deeply religious film with these long beautiful takes and uh deeply reflective themes. Um Wolf of Wall Street I think it wants you in that headspace similar to the way the Safdie brothers do it. It wants you to feel stressed. It wants you to almost be like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is horrific. <laughs> these guys are so annoying and terrible." Um that's the point. It doesn't want you to like the characters. Um they should be over the top. They are in real life. Jordan Belfort is a douchebag. <laughs> he still is. Yeah. Uh, um, and I think all these guys are as far as your problems with the direction. I mean, that's personal preference, but, uh, I, I think Leo did well. I don't think it's Leo's best performance. And I definitely think a lot of these college business, major film bros that are just in love with this movie. Yeah. I, they're just on some weird behavior. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't put it in Scorsese's top five, but it it is a good film, and I, I think the vulgarity and stuff goes right along with it.
0: I think I I have this movie as a three and a half stars. I think it, I have it like rated below a movie that I think is like – like I have it right along with The Town. The Town is another movie. Evan,
1: Evan – <laughs> The Town is just his like – Marker for all other movies. I, I it's much either it. better than the town or worse <laughs> than the town.
0: It's like the most average film that I can that I can think of. <laughs> yeah. So that and that's where I I'd, I'd put it at. I don't necessarily like. I'm not gonna watch this movie all the time like I think a lot of kids in college do. Whenever you think if you ask anybody on this college campus that's a dude, yeah, what their top ten favorite movies are, I'm willing to put probably half my tuition. <laughs> that wolf of wall street is going to be in there. And you know what? Let me go ahead and throw American Psycho in there too. <laughs> well, that's just that 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 might just be
1: business majors.
0: I mean, yeah, but that is what like UK pretty much. They're is. like,
1: god. It's, uh he's such a role model.
0: <laughs> they're like, yeah, Jordan Belfort man. Like, oh, I can I can dream of going into an interview and a guy asking me to sell him this pen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: they they've been waiting for that moment their whole lives. But um I don't know. I disagree. I think it's a spectacular movie. Uh, I don't think it's. I definitely don't think it's as deep as some of his other movies. It's more just a really entertainment blockbuster type movie.
0: And also the scene whenever they're like they get in that crash mm-hmm. with their boat, with their yacht. Mm-hmm. I mean, what when the dump is even happening? Wait, like, the when I, the storm I, comes in. Yeah, I mean that's just straight up. I don't like that. <laughs> Why? I don't think it's it's visually as cool as people think it
1: is. Oh, like you didn't think the waves and stuff look good? I think the visual effects of it was pretty lackluster. I, I yeah, you know, I can agree with that. I and definitely think it could have been better.
0: Yeah, but and I just think that Wolf of Wall Street, pretty average film. Sorry guys,
1: <sighs> this is our overrated takes. I can't I can't argue. I mean, listen, yeah. we're here to make people angry.
0: Uh, Grant, let's get the fire off of me for a little bit. Tell me a movie that's going to make some people upset. Well,
1: this is similar, like I mentioned, to Dumb and Dumber. Uh, it's Dumb and Dumber 2. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, But it is in that same vein. It's Napoleon Dynamite. I I remember, I think I was in 7th or 8th grade. Actually, no. I think I was a freshman. Yeah, I was a freshman. it was in a freshman science class. Uh, all these people were... Like, I think we took a vote on what we wanted to watch. And everyone's like, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this will be fun. Everyone seems to think this movie's hilarious. And I sat there and watched it just with the Jaron Sinner's face the whole time. Just like, <laughs> I mean, just no expression. I, I don't think I had the slightest grin once. In fact, I think I was grimacing. Uh, I don't find this movie funny. I think it's dumb and terrible uh and yeah i i hate this film i'm sorry i'm not sorry it may be worse than dumb and dumber yeah this is uh this is a movie that you know i i don't necessarily
0: it's not a top 10 comedy like people think it is i think that it is probably one of the hardest watches to get through unless you know the movie by heart like
1: the quotes by heart and stuff. I mean this movie is a freaking 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. What's gone wrong with this world, Ev? Gosh, dang.
0: Yeah, I'd say I'd probably rate it like 3 stars for me. Probably low tier 3 stars. I'd probably I it's definitely below the town. Sorry, I just read something funny
1: on Google. <laughs> what it uh is not worth sharing. Um <laughs> It's just literally the first thing like a suggested search, it says people also, I typed in Napoleon Dynamite, just to see what it's rated and stuff. Uh, and the first thing it says, people also ask is, does Napoleon Dynamite have autism? Gosh.
0: I mean. There you go. Is is it? It's a deeper film.
1: Yeah, it is. It's uh, speaking up for minorities, I guess. But I don't know what uh, was going on with that man. I don't like it. I don't know how so many people do. Um, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I just don't have a sense of humor, but I didn't think it was clever or funny.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Uncle Rico character is pretty funny.
1: Uh, uh,
0: but I think that's more so just from the phenomenon of Gardner Minshew, (laughs) his, uh, arrival. It's a a hindsight thing. Yeah. And then also, like, there is, like, like, teenage, you, my tots, or like, are you getting, don't say that quote, bro.
1: uh, I, when people say that, I'm sorry, I, I, I just, when people say that stupid tots line, I'm just like I hate it. Here. What about Kip? Do you like Kip? Who's Kip? Which one's Kip? Napoleon's brother. Oh, is that the like? Yes. Yeah. He's like yes. No. I, I, I hate
0: like, I hate all of them, Evan. Napoleon, don't be jealous. I I wanna I've been j- chatting with babes all day. I want. <laughs> 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 I want to buy. Besides, the film, I know I'm, bro. I'm trying
1: to be a cage fighter. I want to buy the film for Napoleon Dynamite and just burn it. I I can't stand this movie. <laughs> One of my least favorite movies of all time, yeah, uh <sighs> I uh, glad I can get that off my chest finally
0: i I'm glad you could as well. I don't necessarily like it as well. I just think that there are like there's some redeemable qualities about it, and that's just the the like couple of lines of dialogue that are actually pretty funny every
1: time it. Napoleon said a joke, I was just like, dang bro, you got the whole squad laughing what about what about <laughs> what about the end whenever he has that uh the dance, the dance? I hated that. I, that was five minutes of hell for me. Are you kidding me, dude? dude. I'm sorry. I I, I hate I, this movie's not funny. Every it's single trash. function
0: that I'm at, I'm pulling out that dance <laughs> and I'm doing the
1: squiggly like all the way up type. type I thing. mean, I mean, listen, even Fortnite
0: doing, had to had to implement it.
1: Yeah, there's your freaking reasoning, bro. I mean, Fortnite's doing it. This is this is uh, people who made this should be punished in the streets. <laughs> Gosh dang, well. Yeah,
0: I'm all right with that. I, I also agree that it's overrated. I just think that the fact that you didn't find anything funny is, I think that you have a problem. But <laughs> it's overrated for a reason, right? Same thing you said
1: about uh, Wolf of Wall Street for me. Yeah. So I guess um, I'll have to be all right with it. Yeah, so that's both of our uh, five overrated films. Uh, we're not sure if anyone's still listening. They probably tuned out after Pulp Fiction. And uh, what was your first one? Heck, they probably they Avatar? probably tuned out Yeah, after Avatar, frankly gosh spider-man um, Noah Ham. we lost all the marvel stands uh ben graham's on his way here with an assault rifle right now i mean it's just bad
0: yeah and then all the business college kids are they're yeah. gonna destroy me
1: yeah so. i mean the business college that was our that was our demographic man it, it really was that's all we were doing it was just film bro movie after film bro movie uh, and here we are now i just crapped on two of them yeah it was a good run guys we'll uh see you next week yep just kidding but uh we're gonna go into our after show uh hopefully you guys agreed with at least a couple of those and we're going to tell you guys uh the usual things and uh, we'll see you guys over there Yep, see you there (laughs) perfect perfect we couldn't have planned this better all right thank you for joining us here in the after show uh so <laughs> we're going to just uh first start this by uh, mentioning um what we have coming for next week. Episode 25, quarter of century mark baby. Mm. We're we I mean this is big time. So we are bringing you guys our, our top 25 films of all time. Our most viewed ever was our top 10 films of all time our first episode. We want to blow that out of the water with this thing. And uh I think you're gonna be interested to see our lists of uh, tell tell them what you think they might see.
0: Yeah, I think there might be a, there could possibly be a changing of the guard at number one for mine.
1: A little a little sneak peek. A
0: little a little sneak peek. You know that's a possibility. It also could not. I might just be clickbaiting baiting <laughs> be hard right now. That's just lying blatantly. But uh, I've watched a lot of movies that are very highly highly revered. I've done a lot of the changing of uh, my. Top 10. They might still be on my list. They might not be. But there's going to be a lot of other films that I think you guys... They're movies that we stress and we recommend more than any other movie that we've uh, recommended Like at the end of these
1: podcasts and stuff. Yeah, I think we have, uh, in just a few short months here, grown a lot, uh, changed our opinions a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're coming toward the end of our uh, school year here now, and we kind of want to see how much we've grown. Uh, So not only obviously we're doing 15 extra ones um but our top 10 i think will have a lot of change so if you guys want to see and see if we've improved or just become more snobby as film people uh this is going to be your chance so yeah uh definitely looking forward to that and it me and evan have been talking about this for about a month and a half now so we're very excited for this podcast yeah we thought about just like just for like scrapping the past couple episodes just doing our top 25 (laughs) just because we're so excited for it we're just dying for it so uh yeah, we're super excited, so make sure you tune in. Um, as far as things we're going to be watching for this upcoming week, I am personally going to be continuing to really try and go hard on some of these classics like I watched with Hair Carey and Paths of Glory, trying to hopefully uh, see if I can find a few more that might crack my top 25. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I started a film uh, yesterday on Netflix. I don't think this will crack my top 25, but it's called Sorry to Bother You. Uh, starring Lakeith Stanfield, up-and-coming actor who I mentioned is great and was one of my favorite underrated actors on that podcast. Uh, As far as what I recommend to watch, um, Raging Bull is out on Prime Video, guys, so make sure you check that out. Uh, I think it may be making an appearance on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. Uh, But, yeah, so definitely check that out, guys, and I promise you won't regret it. Ev,
0: what do you got? Yeah, so – I'm gonna be watching a movie came out in 2022. A lot of people have been talking about it on Film Talk. It's called The Worst Person in the World. Whoa! Where are
1: you gonna be watching that?
0: Uh, I think it's on Prime Video. It's either that. Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. Because if it is, I'd be down to watch it with you. It's either that or uh, Hulu. Okay. It's either that or I.
1: I, don't know. I want to see it too. I've been dying to see it.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard that it's just one of the best coming of age stories in the in the most recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited to to watch that. And as far as what I recommend, uh, goodness, I really didn't think this through, but there's a movie called The Imitation Game. It's got Benedict Cumberbatch in a lot better role than what he was in The Power of the Dog, and I think that you guys would really enjoy it. It's like around two hours long, but it it is pretty important
1: in terms of like history. It's on Netflix, correct?
0: It's on Netflix, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, y'all go watch that.
1: All right. Well, uh that's all we have for this time. We hope you guys enjoyed uh like we said. Guys, even if you're not always able to listen to every single podcast, uh definitely definitely tune into the next one. We think you guys are really going to enjoy it and it'll give you an even broader view of our uh, movie perspectives.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. That and we've been we've gotten a little bit better at podcasting <laughs> and like being able to talk about movies since the first one. I went back and tried to listen to our first podcast. Yeah. I had to turn it off. We're just
1: gonna issue a public apology for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I sounded horrible in it. You couldn't even really hear me. Hey,
1: uh, hey there, all you cats and kittens. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was pretty. It was. It was the worst thing I've ever experienced. Yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna do a lot better job with this one. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, enjoy. Uh, you guys are gonna get the all natural, all truthful uh, top twenty-five. I'm sure there will be arguments. There will be agreements. We can't wait. Uh, but until then, if you guys need anything. You give us a holler. We'll see you guys next time. See y'all. Bye. Stop.